The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. One of the themes of Advent is stay ready, stay awake. First, you have to wake up. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, November 28, 2022, Monday of the first week of Advent. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is St. James of the Marsh. Born in 1394 in the Marsh of Ancona in central Italy along the Adriatic Sea, he joined the Friars Minor and began a very austere life. St. Bernardine of Siena told him to moderate his penances. James studied theology with St. John of Capistrano. He was ordained in 1420 and James began a preaching career that took him all over Italy and through 13 Central and Eastern European countries. Now, to combat extremely high interest rates, James established Mont Pietatis, literally Mountains of Charity, nonprofit credit organizations that lent money on pawned objects at very low rates. He's one of the fathers of the modern pawn shop. James died in 1476. St. James of the Marsh, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for children who are suffering, especially those who are homeless, orphans, and victims of war. May they be guaranteed access to education and the opportunity to experience family affection. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Lord, we are beginning now this season of Advent as we prepare to receive you on Christmas when you come among us as a little baby. And we want to make this time right. We want to spend it well as a time of longing and waiting for you, as a time of preparation. We also begin a new church year every year with Advent. And we find ourselves in Monday of that first week. And Monday is a hard enough day. A very popular song from the Boomtown Rats, Tell Me Why I Don't Like Mondays. And there are plenty of people who don't like Mondays. Monday is a hard day when we have to get up after our resting weekend and head back to work. But that's good for us. And it's good for us as we head into this Advent season to have that same determination to see Jesus, that same determination to journey towards Bethlehem. I currently find myself in Jerusalem, a city which, despite the fact 
that it has a long and very noble Christian tradition. It isn't particularly Christian in its outward appearance. It's much more Jewish in certain areas and much more Islamic in others. So the building around the corner from me had put up quite a large Christmas tree a few weeks ago and they spent time decorating the whole outside of the building in preparation for Christmas. And there was a big sign outside saying, switching on of the Christmas lights. And I thought, well, it's a little early, but given the fact that there's not much else in this city to kind of get us into that Christmassy feeling, yeah, that might be a nice thing to go to. So I went along in the evening, gathering with good number of people, ready for the turning on of the Christmas lights and to enter into the festive spirit. And the first thing that we had to listen to was a speech before the turning on of the anticipated lights. And the lady who was very nice giving a speech, having welcomed us all, began by saying that the turning on the lights begins the Christmas season. And I thought, no, you've forgotten about Advent. This isn't the Christmas season. It's a time to prepare for the Christmas season. Well, then she went on to say that Christmas was a magical time, a time when we are good to one another, a time when we help one another. And all those things are true. But it then became a little bit apparent to me that she hadn't just forgotten about Advent, she'd also forgotten about Jesus. Because the whole season of Advent is precisely a time when we need to prepare to meet the Lord in a very particular way. Jesus came amongst us as a little baby. And since we're so unaccustomed, Lord, to thinking of you in that manner, so unaccustomed to thinking of a God who stoops down to us, that we really need time sometimes to process that, to think about that, to pray about that. God, do come in search of me. But the instant thing that I feel whenever I think of God coming in search of me is that, well, I'm not really worthy of that. I need to do more to prepare for the Lord's coming. That if the Lord were to come to my house, perhaps I'd need to make it a little bit cleaner. I really need to prepare to receive Jesus every day in my life. The church gives us today a beautiful reflection from the gospel from the centurion whose servant is sick. And he sends word to Jesus that he might come to heal his servant. And the first thing is that that is very unusual. First of all, that a centurion had a slave that he cared about so much that he wanted to have him healed, that he wanted to protect him. It shows that this was a man who was very good, a man that was very noble and must have had very good human virtues. And then obviously had a deep love and concern for those who served him. Whenever Jesus comes to heal, he says, No, Lord, it is not necessary that you come to my house to heal. We have that beautiful prayer that he, that he says, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. And we're probably much more used to hearing this prayer at Mass. It's the last public prayer that we say just before we receive Holy Communion. And it's a beautiful way that we can prepare finally to receive the Lord by acknowledging the fact that we are unworthy. And this is the prayer which the church puts into our heart at the start of Advent, as we begin our preparations with humility to acknowledge that it is not by our own merits that we shall be healed, but by the love of God, that God comes to heal us. And so whilst all those things are true about Christmas, that it is a, a time when we try to do good to one another, when we try to care for one another, it's ultimately not about our efforts. Jesus doesn't come because we're really, really good people. He comes because he wants to save us by his grace, and not by our own merits. And if we rewind a little bit to the 4th century, we come to a British monk called Pelagius, who taught something completely contrary to the, what I have just said. 
He said that it was enough for us to just want to be holy. It was enough for us to will our own salvation. That we could do it basically by our own human will, by our own human efforts. And not with the help of God, not certainly with God's grace. That was not something that we needed. What Pelagius taught was that basically we have a form of self-help Christianity. Where all of our good efforts that we put in ultimately bring us to salvation. Now, he was scandalized by what he saw was a lack of holiness in people around him, and particularly when people were blaming their human weakness for their sins. And the thing that he just could not get into his head was the whole question of original sin. That our, our failures to be holy, our failures to live up to what God calls us to, what he said was it just wasn't good enough that we would say, oh, well, we are sinful people, and since sin is such a reality in our life, we end up sinning. We're not guilty because of the sin of Adam. It's up to us to perfect ourselves. If, in other words, if you really put your mind to it by your own efforts, you can be holy. And maybe that sounds quite attractive, some sort of self-help holiness. If we really put our minds to it, then we'll get there. And so much of the inspirational speeches that we listen to really encourage us along that line. That If you go the extra mile, if you say these prayers, if you do these acts of mortification, whatever it is, You'll get there. You'll be holy. Well, that position was condemned in 418 at the Council of Carthage and again in 431 at the Council of Ephesus. Now, why condemn this if it sounds kind of attractive to us? Because we can't just make ourselves holy. We cannot get there by our own efforts. Because, Lord, we are completely and totally dependent upon you. In the same way that the centurion could not heal his servant, nor could the servant heal himself, he relied upon the help of another. And ultimately, Lord, we have to rely upon your help because we are not worthy. Now, what Pelagianism basically boils down to is an over-reliance upon ourselves and our own means and the human structures that we put in place and not in God's grace. In other words, we kind of think that we'll be able to save ourselves just by being good or relying upon human means to bring us to heaven. This heresy of the 5th century didn't just end there. Of course, it's quite prevalent in our society today, even in different ways. And Pope Francis has been particularly vocal in warning us against this trap. He says is that there are new forms of Pelagianism spreading even today. According to this way of thinking, salvation depends on the strength of the individual or on purely human structures which are incapable of welcoming the newness of the Spirit of God. And that is so true. Our own human efforts are important, but they are not capable in and of themselves of welcoming the Spirit of God, because that is God coming in search of us. And that's the beautiful prayer that we have today from the Mass. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. You come to me anyway, Lord. And what is really beautiful is that what we hear at the start of Advent completely accords with what we'll hear at Christmas Day from the Gospel of John. When the Word became flesh, and dwelt amongst us. How beautiful, Lord, that you come in search of us, even though we are unworthy. And this whole journey of Advent that we make is not through our own human effort. It is responding to the call that you have put into our hearts. That, Lord, with whatever efforts we put in through our prayer, through our desire to get to know you better, it is you who have put in the first move. And it's up to us merely to respond. Jesus, as we journey through Advent towards Christmas, Help us to rely less upon ourselves and to trust you. Help us to abandon the human structures that keep us from you 
and give us the faith of the centurion, the faith of your holy mother, to say with all humility, Lord, I am not worthy to receive you under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My mother immaculate, St. Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour on Daybreak. On Monday of the first week of Advent, it's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer now with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach Him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in His hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to Him, the dry land too, for it was formed by His hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let Let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all my works. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, They shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come.
Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Show Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Lord, do not reprove me in your anger. Punish me not in your rage. Have mercy on me, Lord, I have no strength. Lord, heal me. My body is racked. My soul is racked with pain. But you, O Lord, how long? Return, Lord, rescue my soul. Save me in your merciful love. For in death no one remembers you. From the grave, who can give you praise? I am exhausted with my groaning. Every night I drench my pillow with tears. I bedew my bed with weeping. My eye wastes away with grief. I have grown old surrounded by my foes. Leave me, all of you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will accept my prayer. All my foes will retire in confusion, foiled, and suddenly confounded. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, you love mercy and tenderness. You give life and overcome death. Look upon the many wounds of your church. Restore it to health by your risen Son, so that it may sing a new song in your praise. Show Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. The The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will recount all your wonders. I will rejoice in you and be glad, and sing psalms to your name, O Most High. See how my enemies turn back, how they stumble and perish before you. You upheld the justice of my cause. You sat enthroned, judging with justice. You have checked the nations, destroyed the wicked, and have wiped out their name forever and ever. The foe is destroyed, eternally ruined. You uprooted their cities. Their memory has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has set up his throne for judgment. He will judge the world with justice. He will judge the peoples with his truth. For the oppressed, let the Lord be a stronghold, a stronghold in times of distress. Those who know your name will trust you. You will never forsake those who seek you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, 
where the people of Zion gather. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Sing psalms to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his mighty works among the peoples, for the avenger of blood has remembered them, has not forgotten the cry of the poor. Have pity on me, Lord, see my sufferings. You who save me from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praise at the gates of the city of Zion and rejoice in your saving help. The nations have fallen into the pit which they made, their feet caught in the snare they laid. The Lord has revealed himself and given judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. Let the wicked go down among the dead, all the nations forgetful of God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, nor the hopes of the poor be in vain. Arise, Lord, let men not prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Lord, strike them with terror. Let the nations know that they are but men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord God, when you judge, do not be deaf to the shouts of the poor. Bring havoc to the madness of oppressors. Look at our wounds and save us from the gates of death, so that we may always rejoice in your help and speak your praise in the gates of Zion. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Lord, show us your mercy and love, and grant us your salvation. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. How has she turned adulterous, the faithful city so upright? Justice used to lodge within her, but now murderers. Your silver is turned to dross, your wine is mixed with water. Your princes are rebels and comrades of thieves. Each one of them loves a bribe and looks for gifts. The fatherless they defend not, and the widow's plea does not reach them. Now, therefore, says the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, Ah, I will take vengeance on my foes and fully repay my enemies. I will turn my hand against you and refine your dross in the furnace removing all your alloy. I will restore your judges as at first and your counselors as in the beginning. After that, you shall be called City of Justice, Faithful City. Zion shall be redeemed by judgment and her repentant ones by justice. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. All nations 
shall stream toward it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not raise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The Word of the Lord Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He He will will teach teach us his ways, and and we we will will walk walk in his paths. The Messiah, who is called the Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will teach us everything. He He will will teach teach us his ways, and we we will walk in his paths. From a Pastoral Letter by St. Charles Borromeo, Bishop Beloved, now is the acceptable time spoken of by the Spirit, the day of salvation, peace, and reconciliation, the great season of Advent. This is the time eagerly awaited by the patriarchs and prophets, the time that Holy Simeon rejoiced at last to see. This is the season that the Church has always celebrated with special solemnity. We too should always observe it with faith and love, offering praise and thanksgiving to the Father for the mercy and love He has shown us in this mystery. In His infinite love for us, Though we were sinners, he sent his only Son to free us from the tyranny of Satan, to summon us to heaven, to welcome us into its innermost recesses, to show us truth itself, to train us in right conduct, to plant within us the seeds of virtue, to enrich us with the treasures of his grace, and to make us children of God and heirs of eternal life. Each year, as the Church recalls this mystery, she urges us to renew the memory of the great love God has shown us. This holy season teaches us that Christ's coming was not only for the benefit of his contemporaries, his power has still to be communicated to us all. We shall share his power if, through holy faith and the sacraments, we willingly accept the grace Christ earned for us and live by that grace and in obedience to Christ. The Church asks us to understand that Christ, who came, who came once in the flesh, is prepared to come again. When we remove all obstacles to His presence, He will come at any hour and moment, to dwell spiritually in our hearts, bringing with him the riches of his grace. In her concern for our salvation, our loving Mother, the Church, uses this holy season to teach us, through hymns, canticles, and other forms of expression, of voice or ritual, used by the Holy Spirit. 
she shows us how grateful we should be for so great a blessing and how to gain its benefit. Our heart should be as much prepared for the coming of Christ as if he were still to come into this world. The same lesson is given for our imitation by the words and example of the holy men of the Old Testament. Sound the trumpets in Zion. Summon the nations. Call the people together and tell them the good news. Our Our God God and and our our Savior Savior is is coming. coming. Proclaim the good news. Let it be heard. Tell it to everyone. Shout it aloud. Our Our God God and and our our Savior Savior is coming. Let us pray. Grant your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming, so that gathered at his right hand they may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour on Monday of the first week of Advent, today's gospel is coming right up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Monday of the first week of Advent, November 28, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, we hear a Roman centurion utter the words that we say at every Mass right before we receive Holy Communion from the 8th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. As Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, beseeching him. Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home in terrible distress. I will come and heal him. Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard him, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and sit at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. So, how well do you prepare yourself to receive the Lord in Holy Communion? I know that can be kind of a loaded question, but it's something that we should ask ourselves. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 1, Advent and Christmas Tide. To prepare ourselves to receive our Lord in communion means, first of all, to make sure we shall receive Him in a state of grace. To receive communion in a state of mortal sin would be to commit a most grievous offense, a sacrilege. We should never go to receive our Lord if there is a well-founded doubt as to whether we have committed a serious sin in thought, word, or action. 
Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Therefore, St. Paul continues, Let a man examine himself, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment upon himself. The person who freely receives communion has to be reminded of the command, May each one examine himself. And the practice of the church declares that this examination is necessary so that no one conscious of mortal sin, however contrite he believes himself to be, may approach the Holy Eucharist without having previously been to sacramental confession. The sacraments of the new law, though they produce their effects ex opere operato, nevertheless produce a greater effect proportionately if the dispositions of the recipients are better. Hence the importance of a thorough preparation of soul and body of the desire for purification, of treating this holy sacrament with appropriate loving awe, of receiving it with the greatest possible piety. The struggle to live constantly in the presence of God throughout the day is an excellent preparation, as is the fight to fulfill our daily duties as well as possible. So too is feeling the need to make amends to our Lord whenever we commit some error. And we should also try to fill the day with short acts of thanksgiving and spiritual communions. In this way, little by little, we will form a habit so that in work or play, in family life, in whatever we do, our hearts will be centered on God. Together with these interior dispositions and as a necessary manifestation of them are the dispositions of the body, the fast prescribed by the church, posture, dress, which are signs of respect and reverence. As we finish our prayer, let us consider how Mary received Jesus after the message of the angel. Let us ask her to teach us to communicate with the purity, humility, and devotion with which she received him in her most holy womb with the spirit and fervor of the saints, even though we feel ourselves to be unworthy and insignificant. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 17 before the hour, we pray once again with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. To my words, give ear, O Lord. Give heed to my groaning. Attend to the sound of my cries, my King and my God. It is you whom I invoke, O Lord. In the morning you hear me, in the morning I offer you my prayer, watching and waiting. You are no God who loves evil. No sinner is your guest. The boastful shall not stand their ground before your face. You hate all who do evil. You destroy all who lie. The deceitful and bloodthirsty man the Lord detests but I, through the greatness of your love, have access to your house. I bow down before your holy temple, filled with awe. Lead me, Lord, in your justice. Because of those who lie in wake, make clear your way before me. No truth can be found in their mouths. Their heart is all mischief, their throat a wide open grave, all honey their speech. All those you protect shall be glad and ring out their joy. You shelter them. In you they rejoice, those who love your name. It is you who bless the just man, Lord. You surround him with favor, as with a shield. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in, in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, all justice and all goodness comes from you. You hate evil and abhor lies. Lead us, your servants, in the path of your justice, so that all who hope in you may rejoice with the Church and in Christ. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. We praise your glorious name, O Lord our God. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Blessed may you be, O Lord, God of Israel, our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, O Lord, are grandeur and power, majesty, splendor, and glory. For all in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the sovereignty. 
you are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor are from you, and you have dominion over all. In your hands are power and might. It is yours to give grandeur and strength to all. Therefore, our God, we give you thanks, and we praise the majesty of your name. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Adore the Lord in his holy court. Adore Adore the the Lord Lord in his his holy court. O give the Lord, you sons of God, give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Adore the Lord in his holy court. The Lord's voice resounding on the waters. The Lord on the immensity of waters. The voice of the Lord full of power. The voice of the Lord full of splendor. The Lord's voice shattering the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The Lord's voice flashes flames of fire. The Lord's voice shaking the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord's voice rending the oak tree and stripping the forest bare. The God of glory thunders. In his temple they all cry, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned, Over the flood, the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. You live forever, Lord and King, all things of the earth. Justly sing your glory and honor. Strengthen your people against evil, that we may rejoice in your peace and trust in your eternal promise. Adore Adore the Lord in his holy court. A reading from the book of Isaiah. Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not raise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Your Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. You will see his glory within you. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. 
Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Lift up your eyes, Jerusalem, and see the great power of your King. Your Savior comes to set you free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lift up your eyes, Jerusalem, and see the great power of your King. Your Savior comes to set you free. Christ the Lord, Son of the living God, light from light, leads us into the light and reveals his holiness. With confidence, let us make our prayer. Come, Come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Light that never fades, dispel the mists about us. Awaken our faith from sleep. Come, Come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Guard us from all harm today. May your glory fill us with joy. Come, Come Lord Jesus. Give us unfailing gentleness at all times. Toward everyone we meet. Come, Come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Come to create a new earth for us. Where there will be justice and peace. Come, Come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. To these prayers, we pause to add the intercessions of our own hearts. Come, Come Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our, our Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth, earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Keep us alert, we pray, O Lord our God, as we await the advent of Christ your Son 
so that when he comes and knocks, he may find us watchful in prayer and exultant in his praise. Who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. You go out and make this a great Monday of the first week of Advent and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.